0: Everybody welcome to our first mini episode. Do you think we should have a standard way we start these? Nope. All right. <laughs> um so we are just starting on season 2 and as we announced in season 1, we are going to be breaking up the actual Rebels episodes with deep dives and so this is the first one. Yep, first deep dive into the two part first episode yep so before we get started a little bit of housekeeping we did a cool little contest last season where we asked for some itunes reviews we said if we are going if you leave us a review we will read it on the air so this is a good opportunity to ask us questions make us say some silly things or just have yourself read out on the air so should we read one or two of those
1: uh yeah, let's hear them. What cool. do you got? what is the best one?
0: Um I, I like this one first. Um they rated us 5 death stars.
1: Yeah, I like that.
0: From Kev 0282. He was one of the winners of our contest last season. He said, "Breathe. Just breathe. Reach out. What do you see?" Rebels, rebels. Yeah. It's so much bigger than that. And these guys have it covered from Arek to Zarek. I like that I like that one That was really good And creative So thank you Kev0282 Let's do the other winner From last season Yeah Zach Gross Yep Who I think Was probably our first Non-family or friend fan Uh Oh, Which was really nice Um, he says, Rebels Rebels does a great job of bringing together funny analysis of Rebels along with informative and interesting deep dives of characters, places, and concepts in Star Wars. All that along with a killer intro song and great art.
1: Aw, thanks, Zach.
0: Thanks, Zach. Um, we got a couple more and we will be reading them out on any of these bonus episodes or deep dives that we do. So please send them in. Yep. We love to hear from you.
1: Yeah this is where we'll be reading them and we greatly appreciate uh the five-star reviews and mm-hmm. i mean we're getting nothing but positivity you know slowly rolling in and yep that's i don't know that's encouraging
0: yeah shout out to all the people who have followed us on the guests it's been really cool yeah. so thank you so much we, lo- we look forward to meeting more of you
1: yes absolutely
0: mike you're ready to get into this
1: i'm ready let's let's do this
0: Hey, Mike, are you wondering why I brought an easel with me?
1: I was. I thought it was a bit weird.
0: Because it's time to fire up Netflix, tune in to Bob Ross, thwack our paintbrushes, and paint a beautiful character portrait of Ahsoka Tano. Oh, wow. Lovely, right? That's lovely. So we are doing a deep dive character portrait on Ahsoka Tano and what she has been up to Up to this point, so we're not going to get into further developments in Rebels or how the series ends. We first met Ahsoka Tano as a young Padawan to Anakin Skywalker. I can't get much closer, Sky Guy. I knew you'd get here, Snips. Eventually. Always in time to save your life, Sky Guy. Snips sky guy snips snips snips
1: snips 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 sky guy snips snips snips
0: snips 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 (laughs) what did you just call me she grew up on the planet shilly s-h-i-l-i how do you spell how do you pronounce that
1: shealy yeah i don't know i don't know if i've ever heard pronounced
0: (laughs) no um, but she was discovered as a young child by Jedi Master Plo Koon, and mm-hmm. she was enlisted in the Jedi Order. There's actually a kind of a funny story that a fake Jedi in disguise tried to take her when she was young, which was weird. Jedi catfished? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, but she was discovered by Plo Koon, and shortly after the onset of the Clone Wars, Master Yoda thought it would be a good idea for the young Padawan to learn under Anakin Skywalker. Hmm and that is where their rocky beginning turned into one of the deepest relationships of the greatest e- of the greater eu
1: probably more beneficial for um skywalker than Tano.
0: that's a good point um Tano also found a mentor in captain rex of the 501st legion who fought alongside her and skywalker for the majority of the clone wars throughout their adventures Tano faced off against all of our favorite clone wars baddies even dying at one point on Mortis, only to be resurrected by the mysterious force being named The Daughter. For more on that, you can check our deep dive into The Force. But perhaps her greatest trial was when she was framed for the bombing of the Jedi Temple on Coruscant.
1: Padawan Tonga, serious charges have been levied against you. How plead you. Not guilty, Master. I would never take the lives of innocents. The values of the Jedi are sacred to me.
0: There is evidence to the contrary. So that was when Padwan Barriss Afi, who was the Padwan to Depa Balaba before Kanan, she became disillusioned with the formerly peaceful Jedi Order because they were leading a war effort. So she attacked the temple and killed six Jedi Knights plus a number of clone troopers and temple crew. Evidence was planted that caused Ahsoka to be implicated in the crime, and she was accused of murder and Mm. treason. It's treason, then. Right? 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 Like Star Wars. Um, Even though Anakin was able to vindicate his Padawan, Ahsoka rejected the council's offer to rejoin the order, and she struck out on her own, leaving her master.
1: Heartbreaking.
0: It was really, really hard. Um In the time since the Clone Wars, Ahsoka went into hiding. During the period of the Galactic Empire, she had a run-in with the Sixth Brother and was once involved in a plot to trap Maul during a period of time on Mandalore with Rex. So this is after she had already left the Jedi Order. She met up with Rex at some point on Mandalore. And coincidentally, there are two little cool Easter eggs. We are about to talk about the Lost Commanders. Yeah. And they mention the Siege of Mandalore. Um, Rex says something about how he fought with Ahsoka Tano at the Siege of Mandalore. So that ties into Rebels nicely. And then coincidentally, yesterday, we're recording this the day after Comic-Con, they just announced that there's a revival of Clone Wars coming where they're going to show the Siege of Mandalore. Yep. And if you watch the trailer we see ahsoka and rex together in the trailer so if it mentions that there's some sort of plot with maul do you think that maul is going to be part of the new clone wars i think he has to be right yeah that could be really really cool um speaking of rex it turns out that ahsoka is directly responsible for him being able to hide from the empire um i actually haven't read the ahsoka book so i might get some of these details wrong um, but together Rex and Ahsoka faked his death. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were able to, they created, a, they even created a fake grave for Rex and Ahsoka left her old lightsabers at the gravesite. Um, you read the book, right?
1: Yeah. I read the book, but I, th- I really rushed through it because it wasn't grabbing me. It was a mm-hmm. bit more YA yeah. than a lot of the books.
0: What I'm wondering is, did Ahsoka frame it to make it look like she killed Rex? Because that's what the wording in my research made it sound like. Not that I remember. Yeah, but I could be wrong. Well, hit us up on Twitter if you know the answer to that, or check out Book Wars. It's a cool podcast. We're gonna have them up coming up soon, and they dive into all the books. Yeah. Um, but since she didn't have her old lightsabers, um, she. Ends up building new lightsabers out of parts she finds on her travels and from parts of the Sixth Brother's lightsaber. Um, I thought this was cool because we've talked about how in the Vader comics, they mention that red lightsabers are a result of kyber crystals bleeding.
1: Yeah, the corruption of a kyber crystal.
0: Yeah. Well, that wasn't actually the first reference to it. The Soka book was the first reference to it. Um, I guess in the book, to defeat the Sixth Brother, she used the force to rip the kyber crystals out of his lightsaber while he was using it and it exploded and killed her (laughs) killed him and then she used those kyber crystals to build her new lightsaber
1: the implications of that are interesting because it seems like everyone would just try to do that I know right or I guess you're constantly using the force to stop people from doing that like it's just kind of your yeah yeah.
0: Uh there was I did read something where they said first of all um, we'll talk about this a little bit but Ahsoka is quite powerful actually and then also she mentions that even though the inquisitors are former jedi they're not very skilled and yeah. so she says anyone who's like kind of competent and has been trained by a jedi could defeat them so maybe like the sixth brother was just a chump and it was she could pull this maneuver on him but he was sixth no? yeah that is true but i don't know if that would fly with someone who was trained. Yeah, um, but the cool thing is we haven't seen these yet. But in my opinion, they are the best lightsabers in Star Wars. Um, Ahsoka's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like we said, they're bled and corrupted, so the crystals are red. Yeah, she turns the crystals back to the light side, but they don't regain the former color, and that's why her lightsaber blades are white, which yep. is sick. I love that. Yeah. Um, although she spends most of her time running from the empire and hiding, she just can't help herself from doing good deeds. So she rescues an example. of This is she rescues a number of four sensitive children from being captured by the empire, which is something we're going to dive into later. Um, and while she does that, she grabs the attention of bail or Ghana bail. Um, then sends his droids because he he recognizes her, knows who she is from the Clone Wars. So he sends his droids to come get her and try to convince her to help him out. She, she initially evades them, runs, but recognizes R2-D2 because he served underneath yeah. her former master. And that is why she agrees to meet with Bail Organa and help. And he confesses that he's starting the rebellion and needs someone of her skill set she sees that that there's a bunch of scattered rebels throughout the galaxy but they don't have a good way to communicate with each other or coordinate attacks or anything like that so she comes up with the name fulcrum she's Mm. the first fulcrum we've talked about there are a couple other fulcrums she's the first one and she uses that secret identity to help coordinate rebel plots across the galaxy some background on her um, personality is ahsoka was exceptionally powerful in the force especially for her young age and she was extremely skilled sword person. She used an uncommon reverse grip on her sabers, um, and was skilled in jar Kai, which we've talked about, which is yeah. a style that uses two lightsabers at once. Another touch that I like is one of her lightsabers is slightly shorter. It's very samurai. Yeah. Um, I like that a lot. Also while going, while she's in hiding, she goes under the alias Ashla. Yeah. Um, which means like light side, um, zebs people of the Lassat, they they worship ashla to a certain extent yep and that is what george lucas originally wanted to name her but he changed it to ahsoka yeah and so this is kind of like a a throwback to total old, old good boy george yeah that's- yeah and so that's there, there's gonna be a lot more ahsoka coming up so i'm sure we'll have lots more to talk about but that is what i have for now
1: awesome that's a uh thank you for that that character portrait. Yeah.
0: Thwack, thwack, thwack. That's me thwacking my paint stick or my paint brush.
1: Hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that. Though <laughs> it would be very easy to. It's time for another character portrait. Yeah. A deep dive into the Jedi archives. So let's sift through the sacred text, burn the tree and stretch out with our feelings. I like that. Thank you. For this character portrait with R.I.P. Minister Maketh Tua. Nice. We just lost her in this episode. Mm -hmm. So Maketh Tua was born on the backwater planet of Lothal, Mm. native of Lothal. She was born there and attended the Imperial Academy in her youth. She joined the Academy like so many of our characters who chose this path because of their limited choices in lives and their homeworlds in favor of something grander and more rewarding. Much like we've seen from characters like Sabine Wren or the characters of Claudia Gray's Lost Stars. Mm, right? These characters have a lot on. of choices who think the Empire is a better life. Uh, so Tua proved to be a fast learner and became a Level 5 Academy student. After completing her studies and graduating, she joined the Galactic Empire pretty quickly. She served as the assistant minister under writer Azadi's administration, but Azadi uh, was arrested on charges of treason, and Tua continued to serve his successor, Governor Price. Mm. Title of minister was bestowed upon Tua during Price's governorship and is it a political rank that denotes rule over an administrative department. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. Under Price, Tua was appointed as the minister in charge of Lothal's industrial production. So Price regularly put Tua in charge of Lothal as a kind of a interim governor I guess, mm-hmm. while she traveled to Coruscant to further her political career. But Tua was, so Tua would say, kind of take over. So in the absence of price, Tua was tasked with overseeing everything uh, that had to do with Lothal's economy and industries. So I'm assuming this encompasses Maluron production, <laughs> science dip packaging, and space waffle pressing <laughs> Tua experienced some success in her role, but after a string of failures to quiet the rebellion on Lothal, which honestly she wasn't really, in my opinion, yeah, prepared like, to handle. She's an administrative, like, so the fact that she failed in quieting a rebellion, I'm like, you you chose an administrator <laughs> to do this. Yeah. So what did you expect? But um, so she had some failures and Tarkin came to Lothal to confront her about this. And during this co- confrontation, the execution of Commandant Oresco and Taskmaster Grint pour one out. occurred. Uh, interesting note, I could not find any information on the rank of Taskmaster. Yeah. I kept looking for it, couldn't find any.
0: I just really like that. Test. I feel like it was just made up.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. But uh, one of her initial actions as minister was bringing new government sponsored housing to Lothal. Oh. These homes are reasonably priced affordable and help the growing population. Yeah. But Tua's warnings to the rebels about the emperor's true intentions for Lothal would be later repeated by the Lothwolves. She is one of the first though. Ooh. And I want to note that ultimately her warning became real after Ezra found a portal to the place between time and space. I won't say anything more about that. Tua's warning and eventual defection from the Empire, as we saw in this episode, is reminiscent of what I thought Lyra and Galen Ursos turn as both of their turns are based on unearthing kind of ethical quand- quandaries. Mm-hmm. And both the Ursos and Tua believed in the Empire originally and in their roles in making the universe a better place. But... Tua was at times a little more militaristic and cruel than the Ursos. She was pursuing a moral high ground that would eventually lead her away from the Empire. Unlike other Imperials, she served the Empire out of a sense of belief in its ideas and a desire to spread law and order rather than her own personal ambitions. Price was belittling of this and Tua's oversight as... And Price really despised her tendencies to drift back to thinking... Uh, like a native, despite her off-world schooling. So Tua did seem to genuinely care for the people of Lothal and used her position to introduce those government-sponsored programs like housing and uh, all for the natives of Lothal. Though she did bend laws and employ questionable methods, she often did so in ignorance of actualities rather than understandings of how corrupt and insidious the empire really was. This isn't an excuse, but more of an insight into her kind of why why she was doing that. So after witnessing the execution of Oresco and Grant, being ordered by Vader to employ more brutal tactics against her own people and discovering the emperor's true plans for Lothal, Tua decided to abandon the empire and aid the and aid the rebels, but her defection may not have been entirely altruistic. As it did seem like she was especially motivated to leave the Empire out of fear of Vader's wrath, I will say. So it's like... Which is understandable. Which is understandable. (laughs) So it's partly that, and also partly it did seem like she was starting to drift. Mm -hmm. But sadly, her turn was too little too late, and her assassination was spun as an act of rebel cruelty rather than imperial defection. So uh, Tua is voiced by Catherine uh, Sochi, I think her last name is a voice act- actress best known for her portrayal of twins Phil and Lil of the Rugrats.
0: Oh. Also, Mon
1: Mothma from Clone Wars and Mira Bridger. From Interesting. Rebel. So she voices two people on Rebels. And as you mentioned before in an earlier outline for Star Wars Rebels, the Siege of Lothal, it was instead Governor Price who was to have died in the shuttle explosion and minister Tua would have been promoted to governor, mm. but that never happened because price was kind of in too many other places that would cause yeah. rifts in storyline. So that is a, a little character portrait of our deceased minister Tua. So she's, I think if you look at her a little more complex and interesting than the cartoony version that I originally saw in her.
0: You know what? I actually, I agree. You've you given me a little more perspective on her.
1: Yeah, she's a little interesting. Yeah, I like that. Not a lot interesting,
0: just a little. Did you hear that the Rugrats are coming back?
1: Ugh, come on. <laughs> I was just complaining about this to someone that I feel like the nostalgia has become a cash cow. Yep. Like, everything is just a remake right now. I mean, even Star Wars. I mean, <laughs> come on, they're really milking it. I know. Like Jurassic World and... All the everything comic book, and there's just so many things that are there's so little original content out there, yeah, and I don't know
0: Listen. that's why we do a star wars podcast yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: awesome thanks mike i love, I really like that
1: yeah uh well, thank you to our listeners for tuning into this these these deep dives and character portraits um yeah.
0: You can check us out on social media at RebelsRebelsPod on Instagram or Twitter. Or you can email us at RebelsRebelsPod at gmail.com. But if you really want to get a hold of us, check us out on iTunes and leave us a comment there. We appreciate any five-star ratings, but if you actually leave a comment, we will read it out on the show. And it will be beautiful and until
1: next time remember be brave out there and don't look back don't look back
0: (laughs) i don't remember the the rugrats theme song oh got it (laughs) that's what i was trying to do